Hello baseball fans, welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now the final day of 2016. It's New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Well, that's it. This is another complete calendar year that I've done a Sully Baseball Daily podcast every single day. And when you consider the fact that I've done, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I've recorded roughly 635 hours of material over the last four plus years. And every single day of 2013, 2014, 2015, and now 2016, it's been a strange and wonderful time capsule and experience for me to go through this with you. And I hope I hope that some of you have been having fun, you know, climbing on board the raft and floating down the River Sully, and will join me on my journey as I go through 2017. You know, 2016, I know that the narrative that we keep hearing about is that this was a rough year, and I, I can't deny there are elements of this year that have sucked. I mean, we've seen... I mean, no matter where you fall politically, this has been a tumultuous year. I mean, the, I think the best case scenario, if, if, if all your candidates won this year politically, and I have people on all sides of the, the political spectrum who listen to the show, this is apolitical. I do have my political thoughts, and they may have stuck in from time to time, but I try to keep this as politically neutral as I can. This is a, the River Sully allows all rafts. But even if everyone you followed and everyone you supported won, which is impossible because there are so many (laughs) elections were all over the map, um, there still is a sense of, even the ones who won, there's a sense of frustration and and dissatisfaction. It seems strange. And a lot of, I mean, look, every year there are celebrity deaths. And so let's not go crazy. Every year people of significance die. I just think that some of the people who died this year were people who just gave us you know, universal happiness. You know, whether it was you know, John Glenn, the last of the you know, Mercury 7, or Gene Wilder. Who dislikes Gene Wilder? And a couple that kind of caught us like, oh, man, we, we really lost Bowie? We really lost Alan Rickman? We really lost Effin Prince? Really? So, I mean, it's just, it seems like every two minutes there was another one. You're like, oh, really? Oh, no. And, and it just seemed like a, and of course, you know, your pal Sully had some strife in my life in terms of there was people in my family who died this year, three died this year, kind of one right after another. And then there was other stuff happening in my family you know, I'm not going to get into, but has medically has thrown some monkey wrenches into 
our daily life. And just some other things that have just, it's been a frustrating year. But, you know, if you're a Cubs fan, this is the year you've waited for your whole life. If you're a Cleveland sports fan, this was the year you've been waiting for your whole life. I mean, those two fan bases, yes, I rooted hard for the Indians in the World Series, and I still wish they won it. I'm not going to lie to you. I still wish the Indians won the World Series because I like this Indians team. I don't think they have the window of opportunity that the Cubs have. And I thought that a home run by Santana, Kipnis, or Lindor off of Aroldis Chapman would have been the most amazing exclamation point to what was a wonderful World Series. But I'm not mad that the Cubs won the World Series. And when you think about it, two of the longest and most frustrated sports droughts that we've had, which are the Cubs waiting since 1908 and the city of Cleveland waiting for anything since 1964, suddenly both of those frustrations were quenched this year. A Cleveland fan, as frustrated as he is, that or he or she, God, I gotta be, you know, this is, that's not about political correctness. I gotta be used to the fact I can't make he the default. I'll say they. As frustrated as they are that Jason Kipnis foul ball hooked foul and then hit the foul pole, they can look up and say, I now know what it's like to experience a championship. A Cleveland fan who is over seven years old never has to look around and say, will I ever experience a title in my lifetime? You did. And Cub fans... Never have to look around going, will I ever be in the World Series? Will I? I mean, that's one reason I thought if they made it to the World Series, that would end that, and then next year you could end the World Series. But you don't know. You don't know. If, and this Cubs window of opportunity, could have, it could have all just fit this year. So, you know, Cleveland fans never have to wonder. Cub fans never have to wonder. Now, Tomorrow's podcast is going to be about the the suffering that fans are going through now and which fan bases need to have the biggest hug and everything. Uh, and so, you know, stay tuned for that. There were good things that happened this year. You know, you saw, I mean, for me personally, I got a master's degree. I'm in a wonderful new home and I got my family still with me. And baseball-wise, we got to see David Ortiz's career end with a spectacular bang. And for me, as a Red Sox fan, got to see the Red Sox back in the postseason. You saw a wonderful postseason with a lot of really great, intense games. I mean, lest we forget, both wildcard games were thrillers. Absolute thrillers. With the... Edwin Encarnacion walk-off home run in the game where Buck Showalter decided, with the season on the line, ah, he was my fifth best chance. My fifth best pitcher at this point is what I should do right now. And then, of course, the game between the Giants and the Mets, which was nothing, nothing going into the ninth, before Connor Gillespie hit the three-run homer and Madison Baumgartner finished it up. We saw that wild series between Washington and Los Angeles that ended with Clayton Kershaw, of all people, coming out of the bullpen to get the save. I mean, there were some great, great moments. And 
the the Red Sox Indians series had some very close games, and the 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 Blue Jays winning on a basically on a walk off error against the Rangers to sweep them away, and then the Cubs Giants series was just the three of those games were just thrillers, and one of them included a classic bullpen meltdown, and then uh, you had the Indians and the Blue Jays and the Dodgers and the Cubs, and it culminated in a World Series that, man, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what the washover effect will be of the 2016 World Series into 2017. It'll be interesting to see if the fact that so many people watched that final game and what they saw was, a, was an absolute never-forget-it thriller. I said it was one of the three biggest games I've ever seen in my life. Seeing that Game 7 of a World Series that could have gone either way, um, as I said, with some distance we'll be able to see where it ranks. The, the ones that I've personally seen, the 91 World Series finale between the Twins and Atlanta, the 2001 finale between Arizona and the Yankees, and the... 2016 finale between the Cubs and Cleveland. Those are the those are the big three. Those are the big three for me. And the fact that it was done in front of such a big stage and such high drama and everything like that, it'd be really interesting to see how many new fans are going to come in. How many people were drawn into it? How many people come in and say, "Yeah, baseball, that's pretty cool." And It'd be fun to see what it's going to be like for Cub fans from now on. Yes, I mean, as a Boston fan, I can tell you, the, the next year you're going to kind of wander around in a bit of a haze. Now, the Red Sox did wind up making it to the postseason in 2005, the year after they won the World Series. They didn't get far. They got squashed by the White Sox, of all teams, in the playoffs, and they went on to win the World Series. But the for Chicago Cub fans... You know, got a good chance of repeating as division champs, and who knows what's going to happen. You're going to walk around in a haze. And I'd really love to see, as we go into 2017, who the new fans are, who the new people are. Now, I've said this, I'll keep saying it, I'll say it over and over again, that baseball has to lift the blackout rules so people can watch with ease on their devices. When you say, Sally, if you upload this and you download that and you require this, no, no, we've already moved on. You have to make it with ease. You have to make it so the process of watching baseball on your device is lifting your finger three quarters of an inch in the air, half an inch to the right, and then down. That's the entire process. Not, oh, we got to upload this and download this and, and, and you have this converter. No, too late. I'm already in Netflix. I am already on Hulu. Baseball is an everyday sport that can be consumed every day on your device. It can be a passive where you can do other things while a game is on. It can be active that you can interact with other fans and check stats and click on this and do this and check this fact out and that fact out and this over here and check this on your fantasy team all while it's going on on your device. 
and most interesting games are local. So take out the blackout rules and bring in the new fans. Sally, they spent so much money on TV. Shut up. The new fans you're looking for aren't watching TV. You follow? They aren't sitting in front of the TV. That's not what they do. They watch their device. That's what they do. So to talk about, oh, we don't want to cut back on the TV viewers and the TV ratings, you're not. When you open up a Burger King, you don't sit around and say, oh, my God, what are we going to, you know, you're not getting vegan money. Vegans aren't, they're not coming into your Burger King. So your Burger King's going to do just fine. But this way you have a Burger King, but you also have something you can sell to the vegan crowd outside. You know, someone wants to eat kale and salad, they're not going to buy a Whopper. But now you can sell your product to them as well. I don't know if this analogy makes sense. I just made it up. But I get angry when I hear that people, when they shoot down the notion of lifting a blackout rose, hey, it's money, it's money. No, it's not. It's fear of the unknown. You'll make more money lifting the blackout rules because you'll have more people buying your product. And these are not people who are going to be watching TV. So just, you know, do it. You have such, you've been given a gift. There's been a, you've been given a gift, which is a World Series that transcended casual fandom. Most of the time, if you had a World Series that, you know, like the, the, the Royals versus the Mets, take down, or even a better example, the Royals versus the Giants a couple of years ago. Very competitive World Series. Anytime you go to Game 7 of the World Series and one swing of the bat could win it for the Royals and a strikeout could win it for the Giants, guess what? That's a competitive World Series. Didn't exactly capture the imagination of the public. The Royals, guys, people were rooting for the Royals, but people were kind of sick that the Giants were about to win their third World Series in five years. It was a wonderful World Series, but did not transcend the sport. Cleveland, Chicago did. So now you have people's attention in 2017. Keep the TV money. It's, people who watch TV will still watch it. It'll still be on on the bar. It'll still be on in your home. The people who will be watching on their device are not going to sit on the couch and watch the TV. Get that through your head now. Now, I'm going to do a couple of bookkeeping things right now, and then I'm going to talk about a couple of things I actually do at Sully Baseball. Um, first and foremost, uh, I want one of my really most devoted listeners, uh, Ray McConnell, uh, appreciate that on today's podcast, I made the effort to not say GD. Uh, I almost did five times, and I caught myself. Because he asked me if I could, he, he's a devoted listener, he listens all the time, he listens every day, and um, he asked me if I could tone down the number of times I say um, 
And I say, God damn. Because uh, his son listens to the show. And uh, I'll, I'll say, Ray, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. There's going to be times I'm going to say it. There's going to be times I'm going to say it. And, and I, I don't, obviously, I don't mean to offend. Uh, I like it as a, I think it's a descriptor. I think it's a qualifier. I, th- I like it. I like the sound of it. I like the rhythm of it. I, obviously, if it offends you, um, I don't know what to say. I, I, I'll try my best to hold back. Uh, and uh, I'll, there you go. Uh, also, uh, my cousin Dave, who listens every day as well, pointed out that a couple of times I mentioned that the Rose Parade was on July 1st. Sometimes when I do these podcasts, I speak quickly, and I said July instead of January. Although, you know what? A July 1st Rose Parade, that's not too bad. It's not so bad. Not a bad idea. I'd do it. So uh, I'm sure there's other mistakes I've made. Uh, be sure to send them along. Hey, um, this last year... In fact, today is the last day of it. I've been doing something on SullyBaseball.com. You can also follow it on Twitter. I've been doing the Sully Baseball Rewind. And that is every day I post a new podcast. But I also have posted the other podcasts that have come out that year. On that on that day. So today you'll see December 31st. 2012, December 21st, 2013, December 21st, 2014, and 2015. The reason I did that was twofold. First of all, I thought, actually probably threefold. Uh, I I, I thought it would be kind of fun to sort of, if you're new to the podcast, to listen to some of the back episodes. That's the first reason I did it. Uh, The second reason I did it is I wanted to sort of catalog the podcast to make sure I wasn't repeating stuff. You know, when you do 365 of these a year, you're bound to every once in a while repeat a topic. And this helps me keep track of it. Going, oh, wait, oh, I do it. I talked about that in, in August of 2014. All right, there it is. I guess we'll have to do that again. Um, and the other reason is that someone said that my episodes would be easier to find through search engines if they were titled, as opposed to Solid Baseball Daily Podcast, December 30th, 2016, Solid Baseball Baseball Daily Podcast, December 31st, 2016. For the first, like, three years I did it, I would just title the name of the day. And so I went through and I retitled every episode. That's more than 1,530 episodes that I went back and wrote a new title for. And I figured as I did each new title, I might as well post it as a rewind, which was a monumental and Ray, cover your son's ears, monumental goddamn pain in the ass to do that. I'm sorry, Ray, your son heard those words. But I did it. And moving forward, they'll be cataloged with the titles of the episode. And it's made it so I can archive the episodes easier. I can look up stuff easier. And people can find stuff online easier. And so my advice to anyone who wants to do a daily podcast, um, label your episodes from the beginning so you don't have to go back and do three and a half years worth of podcasts and relabel each sing every single one of them. 
And yeah, I did it by myself. Um, and Cubs fan with an eight gave me uh, gave me some ideas and some help on labeling some stuff. And Chuck Booth at MLB Reports has done a wonderful job keeping the episodes uh, archived month by month. But yeah, I relabeled them. But with that done, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to even do the rerun. I'm going to repost the episodes from the day of year. You can go back. Maybe in the year or so, I'll do another on this day in Sully Baseball history. But not for 2017. For 2017, I'm going to give you a new treat. If you follow me on the blog, if you follow me on Twitter, there's going to be a new daily feature, which will be nowhere near as time-consuming as the podcast Rewind. And that is... I was going through my closet the other day in my the home that I lived my high school years in and parents are there. And I pulled out a shoe box. I had several shoe boxes full of old baseball cards, most of them from the late 70s, early 80s. There's a few smattering of one earlier than that and a few smattering of them from the 90s, 2000s, but mainly from the 70s and the 80s. That's my main baseball card collecting time. And I was going through them, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to have a card of the day. That each day I pull a card out, most of the time by random, but the first one I'm doing is not random. It's going to be a, uh, one of my, my first favorite player, Butch Hobson, will be the first one. And whatever the card is, I'm going to write a little something about it. About the player, on the card, about the picture itself, something. Not a huge thing, but just a little something. So every day, if you're following the, the blog, if you're following the Twitter feed, there's something written as well as something recorded. Because I like writing as well as I, as I do the podcast. It's just sometimes it's hard to do both. But this is just going to be a little exercise I do, a little fun thing for me, and hopefully for some of you it will be fun looking back at some of these players, some of whom you probably forgot about, and maybe a few you never even knew. So for 2017, check it out. I've already, I'm, I'm already done with January, so um, you know, I'm going to do it. I have 11 more months to, to fill in 2017. and I'm, If I could do the Sully Baseball podcast rewind in a year, then this is going to be a snap. So if you follow me, uh, enjoy the card of the day. And hey, everyone... Thanks for being here and following the show. Uh, I hope that I've be, I hope I've been a companion of you through the year of 2016, this strange up and down year. And I hope 2017 is memorable and fun. And it will be. Do you know what? It will be. There'll be memories and names. We're going to lose people that we never thought we were going to lose. We're going to see events and feats in baseball that we're like, wow, I was not expecting that. There's going to be some wonderful things and some terrible things and some happy things and some sad things that are going to happen in 2017. And barring injury or unforeseen circumstances, I'm going to be with you every day. So you're welcome to jump in the River Sully and swim to shore and jump back in whenever you want. I'll be here for you talking baseball, and follow me on Twitter and on the blog. I'll share with you a baseball card every day, too. Why not? So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. 
The music is by Ted Thacker and by Patrick Kaliski. This has been the final Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Happy New Year, everyone. And you can call me Sully.